1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Pod Yourself Yourself a Gun. gun. A Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and And talk talk about about it. it thank you so much once again for joining us um you know what i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask for five stars in a review on the fucking uh, apple uh podcast store because it uh is i don't know i convinced myself a long time ago that like that matters a lot to the algorithm <laughs> no one's actually confirmed whether or not that's true
3: um and i i have
2: noticed that uh i don't know vince have you ever looked up joe rogan on apple podcasts
3: no why does he just have a million one-star reviews or something
2: well so here's the thing um joe rogan is exclusively on spotify but what there are instead are uh joe rogan uh experience podcasts about the show oh and these guys have thousands of reviews and it's from people who have not listened to a single episode (laughs) um but uh but think it's the joe rogan podcast mm-hmm. so it's it's a mixture of people going like this guy's a hero and is speaking truth to power and other people being like you guys should not be supporting this white nationalist one star <laughs> they they're not listening to the actual. so what i'm saying is we should start a joe rogan podcast sure. so i can live my dream
3: of having a highly rated uh, highly reviewed podcast yeah you'll get all the reviews that way it's uh it's real be careful what you wish for situation there seems yeah
2: like Yeah, but I mean, also smart on them for figuring out that you can just start a Joe Rogan podcast without Joe Rogan. Um, We had a lot of great reviews uh, come through. There was one recently uh, that said um, uh, this is the best chef's kiss uh, podcast, except for Matt's baby talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might have to skip 15 seconds when Matt starts to, uh, to do baby talk. Or when he slips into his immature fascination with quote titties, <laughs> I don't. I'm not even sure what that's referring to. When do I do baby talk?
3: I don't know. Maybe when you talk about the milk from the titties. Do I do that? Yes, yeah, I think I have done that. I've probably done
2: that. I've. Been, all right. Well, <laughs> I'll try to do less baby talk. Uh, but you know, <laughs> Daddy like the milk, milk. Um, anyways, five stars in a review. Um, and also Vince, this is insane. Mm, um, go on, but we got in the last week, we got two $100 Patreon subscribers.
3: Yeah. Who, what are they thinking? You better go and uh, do stand up for them now.
2: I, oh, okay. So I've
3: mes- messaged
2: both of them. Uh, and they both said, uh, well one, uh, so Erica Nord, uh, said, uh, so I was, uh, I was a little hammered and uh i decided fuck it um and gave you guys a hundred dollars please you do not have to come to florida and i was like okay thank you we'll i'll we'll say some nice things up top and then uh kenley Bidwill, uh he he just said uh he wants us to you know talk about his dick and stuff mm. so i just want to say erica nord oh my god damn titties damn <laughs> titties so milkable dude Like she's (laughs) maybe you should save
3: these for the end. Like what new people might not be listening. Just, I don't know. That's just a a housewarming note.
2: (laughs) Okay. I mean, I listen, if you give a hundred dollars, new people have to hear you be talked about, you know, in a complimentary way. That's how how I feel about it. Mm. All right. And also Kenley Bidwell. Oh my God, that dick so strong and so straight and firm and a beautiful vein runs through it. Mm. um it's the most glowing dick i've ever seen the main vein uh, one might yeah say. you got the main vein that drains uh brain drain <laughs> in the main vein kenley thank you we, we fucking love you and your hot ass and uh erica um your hair is smooth like the sun shine <laughs> i fucking <laughs> anyways should have patreon.com slash for uh you know to, to please and also we'll be saying more nice things about you guys throughout because we love you all right enough of that shit hi new listeners um today we are going to be talking about from season six episode seven of the sopranos luxury lounge and our guest mm. today Oh, he's fantastic. You've seen him on Conan. You've seen him do his half hour special on Comedy Central. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, our guest today is comedian Alan Strickland Williams. Hey y'all. Thank you so much for having me after those um those great
4: and <laughs> those great greetings for the uh the new fans. I, I, I love yeah. it. Yeah, I feel I- like
2: the whole podcast should just be <laughs> I mean, you were just joined. I, just, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I feel like if you give lots of money to your favorite podcast, the least you can do. Call is that talk rod about...
3: yourself uh, some cum. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it, it's like, you know, that's the least you can do is, is pepper it throughout with like being like, man, Erica Nord got that tight pussy. I'm sorry. I asked. <laughs> I just want to point out I, I anyone who fucking gives us money uh like that much money i i ask first like can do you want us to keep it pg or can we just say like you know some pretty raunchy stuff and she said it was cool um but anyways thank you alan for coming on to the world's only thank- sopranos podcast
4: thank you so much for having me i was i was um you know longtime listener and uh when when the ass came through that was a beautiful day so thank you for having me
2: I, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you wanted to do it. You are uh, one of just a handful of uh, comedian uh, guests or guests on this podcast who I have um, asked if they had a specific episode in mind. Um, <laughs> and uh, you looked through, you know, the season six catalog and you said it's got to be luxury lounge. Mm. Got to be. I love the
4: ones. Th- these are almost their own genre of Sopranos episode. Yes. Where it's sort of like it doesn't affect the big picture like mm-hmm. these, like anything that happened here. Like I love when they focus on the care. I also just I love um I love Moltisanti and La La Land. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just every time, <laughs> every time, like fucking. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it just and then also just the the fucking fantastic Ben Kingsley, yeah. not even cameo the Ben Kingsley part, and then you know the other cameo we'll get into yeah, Lauren um,
2: Bacall's in it.
4: Just, I mean what I, what's not to love?
2: I completely agree. It is a separate. It's a it's a it's a whole subgenre of Sopranos, which is Chrissy meets the celebrity and becomes completely <laughs> starstruck and is just so enamored with Hollywood. It's like I I well, I, I want a whole series of that.
4: At any time, there's an episode where basically if there's an episode where um, where Tony doesn't go to therapy, yeah. that episode doesn't matter. Basically, yeah.
2: <laughs> essentially that. Yeah, because it's like this is not a, you know, Tony is going to figure out some mafia shit today episode. Oh, and the, I think the... oh uh, I, I just I think that's because like the mafia shit that he has to figure out now is kind of like we are like. In the veto era of this season. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do about veto? Yeah. And last episode was just all of that. So I felt mm-hmm. like this episode, they're like, we're going to take a break from kind of like the mafia well, yeah. crew drama.
3: They know we have, they have us on the hook after last episode. Totally. And they're yeah. like, well, no, this isn't going to be a show where. Uh, you know, where everybody's just like looking for the next cliffhanger. It's like, we're going to, we're going to fuck around a bit now that we know that you're for sure watching, we're going to go off on some fun tangents.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they're able to do it because you know, it's uh, I I mean, at this point in the series, I feel like it had already won every Emmy every year. It was just like sweeping Emmys and they could do whatever they want. And they were like, remember that Jon Favreau episode? How about another one? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah and so, so so they decided to do it again and put ben kingsley in it which well, uh,
4: I, wow i also like the idea of it being like um you know a lot of times we hear about shows and i think this happened with entourage too um and maybe even sex and the city but you know other hbo shows where it's like they're the biggest fucking show they're the best show on tv so all these people want to be on it yeah so i i'm also i'm like. Is, is this like people asking to be on The Sopranos and then being like, how are we going to crowbar them into the this? Stri- ah, let's yeah. just turn
2: to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be easier for like The Sopranos writers to be like, no, nah, you're going to play kind of a version of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But like the most Hollywoodized version, because like whether it was like John Favreau or fucking... Um, uh, who who was uh, the other one? Um, Janine Garofalo plays herself mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in that episode. Fucking you know, uh, Marty! Kundun.
4: Kins- <laughs> I like it. it. Oh, I love I love that. That's what that might be my favorite
2: line from the whole thing.
4: <laughs> but I, it was a little like,
2: yeah,
5: <laughs> I liked
2: it. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, they they ask them to play themselves and kind of like. Um, uh, you know the Hollywood version of themselves which is like essentially like pussies like they're they're supposed <laughs> yeah. to be like you know um, what if it's yeah, not what
3: if that's just like them playing themselves like straight on
2: I mean I, I mean I would they played it by,
3: if, if they asked themselves what would I do in this situation and then that's how that's how <laughs> and Ben out. Kingsley's like get a shiatsu yeah that's what he would do <laughs> um,
2: but yeah it's uh, it's great watching Chris try to live his dream tr- I think we all relate to Chris on this level where we're oh, all yeah. like, you know, we, we all want to go to the luxury lounge and get mm-hmm. some free shit, but we're just not well, important enough.
4: There, the other reason why I picked it was because uh, this is a Matt Weiner wrote it. Yeah. And so I thought that was sort of just like, you know, let's let's him doing Hollywood. Obviously, I'm like, yeah, that's a good. Uh, good yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's also something, too, about like, OK, yeah, like maybe the Hollywood people are playing themselves or whatever, but like. There's also like that look where they're actually and maybe we're getting too far into it. I I can back off. No, no, it's fine. Go ahead. That that look when when uh, when Chris realizes what the fuck's going on in the luxury lounge. Yes. Yes. When he's like watching these like watching these mobsters realize like, oh, shit, Hollywood has got this whole thing like fleeced out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's how just like, oh, it's like they're like kids in a candy store. It's like they're like, oh, wow, we didn't know we could operate at this level.
2: yeah Um, yeah. you see his entire like i don't know his entire world of like the amount of graft that i have to do to get this shit and it's just being given away is Mm -hmm. like you can see like almost (laughs) like the hammer and it's like rain
4: man it's like (laughs) the the numbers start going Yeah. yeah
2: yeah this this is uh the the closest that chris has gotten to like solidarity with the working people of america where, <laughs> where, where he's just like man this is this is unfair there is a lot of inequality economic and other yeah it's uh it's pretty great um yeah
4: and that that's one thing too that's also so funny and i i don't know I'm sure you guys probably already did like a whole thing about um you know, many saints of Newark, but my Mm -hmm. big takeaway from that movie was like, okay, the Moltisanti family is just like a billion times more fucking dumb than the Sopranos family. (laughs) And, and so now watching, watching episodes with that information too is so just so it's just so fun to watch. Like, man, Chris never stood a fucking chance. He's just dumb as a rock. Well, at
3: first when he was born, he remembered things from the other side. And, uh-huh. uh, oh yeah,
4: yeah, that's right. That's he, right. Yeah. He had a He's...
3: premonition that Tony would eventually murder him one day. <laughs>
2: right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Not that that's going to happen yeah, necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'm just yeah.
3: kidding. We can yeah. do spoilers.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, so do you? Uh, you know, like, uh, do you, what other like what other mafia shows do you? Like? I don't know what question to ask. Uh, uh, so do you do you like mafia movies? And I stuff? I I'll say that I'll say this.
4: My god was it during the pandemic it might have been before i can't i just have no sense of time but my first complete watch of Sopranos was within the within the last i want to say three years yeah so i um i also i i think it was maybe fear like within the last 10 years that i saw the godfather so wow. it was not like a thing where i was like raised like remembering gangster movies or anything like that um yeah. s- literally my friend actually um Zed Cutzinger, uh, big movie guy. He he was doing some question where he was like, "What are your favorite mafia gangster movies?" And I actually, the only one that I actually remember watching as a kid was Mafia, which right. is like yeah. Yeah. just a parody the, the, of all the
2: mafia movies.
4: Yeah, like Airplane. It's just like that type <laughs> of shit, which I always like that type of shit. Yeah, um, and some I, like some stu- really fucking dumb jokes in there. And then yeah, like a lot of this stuff, like especially like with the, when it comes to, like Godfather. Oh, Casino and Goodfellas. I also saw during the pandemic. Yeah. So basically what happened was I was bored and looking for content or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And started watching Sopranos because I saw a couple here and there, but I never sat down and watched everything and just immediately like everything. And then I just whatever was on Netflix, I would watch that. And yeah, just like pounding, pounding salami while doing it. You got
5: red sauce. You got oh it. yeah, well, big
4: time, big time. Discovered
3: a whole world of content that you would yeah. bypassed you before.
4: Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Q and not you, a non supporter now. Or, <laughs> nice. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I, I also just like I do think part of it too is just that like, you know, I don't think it's ever a good idea to start thinking about what is the best country. Or people. Uh-huh, but sure. I don't think it's led us to great po- points in our letter. Yeah, history. absolutely. That's,
2: I like the preamble. But, but However, that being I gotta said,
4: say, <laughs> Italy might be it. I mean, I really think if there had to be one, just of the food and the people and like the air, I just think it's just.
2: Yeah, they kind of got it, it is, down.
4: It's literally... It is it Chef's is Kiss. kiss they invented <laughs> Chef's
2: Kiss for a reason. They saw their own people and they said, yeah, Gaba great. Uh, <laughs> the gaba good was right there. Yeah, yeah, you know, I went for it. Uh, anyways, this is not a podcast in which we discuss puns about different Gabagl-based jokes. No, this is a Sopranos podcast in which we actually do do that. And we, of course... Cannot start the podcast without first playing the theme song
6: Pod yourself. Mama always said you be there, Chosen Pod Pod Podcast. podcast
2: oh okay
4: wait wait a second though hold on i was literally waiting i just want to impart this to any listeners out there because i as the listener i was wondering when you because I know you played every episode, I'm like, do you actually play it and do you actually just say pod over it? Or <laughs> is it pre-recorded and wow, you're just sitting back in the cut, not mm-hmm. saying a damn thing. So oh, yeah, that's-, that's all all pre-recorded. Though, uh, yeah, that's all of, like, real.
2: I mean, you know, yeah, a lot of people have wondered if I do the, the pods live. And no, I, I, I have a <laughs> pre-recorded, but I will be doing the pods live January 15th at Sketchfest oh, 10 at PM. That sketchfest.com san francisco sketchfest.com for tickets uh please come see our live show at piano fight theater anyways sorry i forgot you can't to say give that him a free top.
3: segue like that and expect him not to just oh, i know out. i know if i
2: plug, find a, plug, yeah if i find an on-ramp i'm taking it um today we are going to be talking about like i said before uh from season six of the sopranos episode seven Luxury Lounge, which premiered April 23rd, 2006. Vince, break us off a
3: little piece of that synopsis. I sure can. Christopher and Carmine travel to Hollywood to take the next step in making their movie, but quickly realize they're out of their depth. Artie feuds with Benny after his restaurant falls prey to one of Tony's scams.
2: Mmm, yes, yes, that is essentially the episode and uh yeah so what was happening at the time that this episode came out Vin?
3: yeah that's right uh matt you know we always uh, we say that uh you uh, can't <laughs> all, uh, evaluate you can't, the thing uh, 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 you cultural know. context blah 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 blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that's why we go to the remember when machine
7: remember Remember when it's the lowest form of conversation.
3: <laughs> that's yeah. right. Uh, you know, we're going all the way back to April 23rd, 2006. Uh, yeah. That's when this episode premiered. The episode, it's sort of like the uh, Kitchen Nightmares episode of The Sopranos. We got, a, we got a chef who's sort of lost his groove. He needs to get it back. Yeah. Um, and right about the time, we just happened to have uh, some restaurant news. Uh, mm. well, this was in the New York Post. Uh, Basically, ah, some su- succession-type shit was going down at the Benihana. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, hot times right. for Benihana after working through Family Chill. This should be a beautiful time to be Benihana founder Rocky Aoki. One daughter, Devin, is a much-sought-after actress-slash-model. His hobby of hot air ballooning is bringing him and his company lots of good publicity, and his what? Benihana chain is enjoying its best time in 45 years. But. <laughs> (laughs) But the popular New Yorker is still reeling from the chasm sliced into his family in recent years. I'm just
2: thinking about like how the hot air balloon thing works. And I'm like, is it, Do they take a bunch of onions and then put them in concentric circles? And then
4: the hot air from
3: that It should be shaped like an onion volcano for sure. I mean, it
2: really should
4: be, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's you're sitting at the table and the table lifts up and and flies. They
2: use the steam from a giant (laughs) onion at the table. So not only are you eating delicious Benihana, but, uh, you know. You're flying. It's like, those, it's
4: like those uh those like carts that people can ride on and drink mm-hmm. and pedal at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: So you've you've probably heard this theory before, but you know how Tyrese Gibson has like a Benny Hanas in his backyard?
2: I didn't Whoa. know that. Well he no, does. He calls, it, awesome. he calls it he calls
3: it Gibbsy Hanna. And he was actually in the second what? fast and two Fa- he was actually in Too Fast, Too Furious with uh-huh. Devin Aoki, this guy's daughter. Oh and shit. I, so my like fan theory is that he discovered benihana through uh being in a movie with the daughter of the founder of benihana's and then that's one of the best ways to discover it i think yeah personally yeah straight from the source
2: that's
3: right you got got it fresh right
2: from the horse's mouth (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. yeah Uh, so the split came after his son kevin who sits on the benihana board Kevin is, is a great Bailson so the... name, by the way. Uh,
4: this is this should be Succession. This yeah. is way. By the way, at, at the Benihana board meetings, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lawyer that will just uh, flip profit shares into <laughs> the board members' mouths.
3: <laughs> the split came after uh, his son Kevin, who sits on the Benihana board, voted in favor of a convertible series of stock, which diluted Dad's holdings in the company from just over fifty percent to about thirty-seven mm-hmm. percent. Aoki said. Oh shit. Rocky didn't talk to Kevin for a while after the vote, and that meant the family-loving Rocky couldn't talk to his grandkids either. It's not healthy not to talk to your kids and grandkids, Aoki told The Post last week. Uh, you, get,
4: you get emotional blue balls. Yeah. Does
2: this mean that uh, famed DJ Steve Aoki yes. is like, is he the Connor of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: I was going to say, like that's what's great about this, is that you could, you could definitely make a whole succession about the Benny Hanna family only like logan roy would be like this hot air ballooning uh ex <laughs> ex like ja- i think he's like an ex-athlete in japan or somehow uh-huh. uh, yeah and he started the benihana's <laughs> and now his kids are like an actress model there's a dj and then i guess kevin is like the kendall who's like yeah he's to, the kendall he's the you know. one who just wants to take over yeah
2: oh man that is incredible so That's priceless
3: yeah <laughs> i mean you gotta you gotta admit like this was fifteen years ago and Benny Hanna's is this, like still going strong as a chain Somehow. as far as I know.
2: I mean I, I you don't run into them a lot in LA. You, I, I I Well they feel spawned like
3: it's, too many imitators now. I feel I mean like the what do you call closest it? Closest one is in Encino, which yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. But there's Encino, so many teppanyakis. I guess they're not making money off mm-hmm. all of those, but still
2: I mean, are, are those the places where you go and you cook it yourself? Is that? No,
3: or, it's the one where they do the show in front of you and they make them. Oh, they do the show? See,
2: I the... I went to a ben- Benihana one time for uh, a friend's birthday party. And I remember thinking like, this is embarrassing <laughs> because I was like, this is because it, it was like a, it was a grown ass man and yeah. he was, he just wanted to see the shrimp get flipped yeah, we did and that for like, a
3: birthday like a couple months ago. It's pretty I love I love it. Take me to Yeah, t- but you, I mean,
2: yeah, I guess. I you live in Fresno, you yeah. know, out there flipping, <laughs> you know, shrimp into We don't chef's have a
3: medieval times, so. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. You don't have Knott's Berry Farm out there, yeah. so. You, you don't go even know.
3: do rides with the berries. Um uh-huh. <laughs> other news, other business news. Uh, Kenneth Lay was about to take the stand in the Enron trial. Shit. I'm looking forward to it, the 64-year-old ex-chairman said last week with the same confident smile he has displayed since his fraud and conspiracy trial began nearly three months ago. I Mm. want to put more of the facts and truth out about what happened at Enron. Uh, Basically, uh, fast forward, um, he lost. Uh, Yep, pretty bad. He was found guilty on six counts of conspiracy and fraud by the jury uh, in a separate bench trial trial. Uh, Judge Lake ruled that Lay was guilty of four additional counts of fraud and making mm. false statements. So uh, you might naturally wonder, like, how long did he go to prison for? How long for? did he serve in what a prison? Is yeah. up to now? Uh, he actually died before sentencing three months after this article was written. He uh, had huh. a heart attack while vacationing in Aspen so they
2: say so the news
3: claims
2: (laughs) yeah hashtag he's just ken lay did
3: not have a heart attack (laughs) partying with uh maxwell's dad somewhere i know i was gonna gonna
2: say he he died on some island uh prince uh saint something i don't know yeah
3: (laughs) yeah uh other news uh lawmakers urge tax on oil profits uh the government should consider a tax on oil companies if they make excessive profits amid rising gasoline prices, a leading Republican senator said Sunday. Uh that was Arlen Specter was calling for tax on oil. Uh that that was because uh the gas prices were up to almost $3 a gallon and everybody was uh you know having how are they going to survive
2: that?
4: But it's funny that's Arlen Specter because I was like, wow, a Republican could not say that today. And I was like, oh yeah. Our inspector switch parties to the Democratic Party when yeah. Obama won. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. You know. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. We're worried. We're back to being worried about gas again. Meanwhile, like, I think rents and uh, home prices have actually tripled since 2006, and gas is <laughs> what a dollar 30 more than it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
2: I mean, you know, it's like, sure, that that is uh, that's a lot, but um, yeah. you know, if you're living in your car. You don't really need the gas, <laughs> yeah, you know mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a home,
3: yeah, it's, yeah I don't know it's weird it's to say be-
4: that's an immobile home, that's right, <laughs> home.
3: Yeah. uh, so the top movies in the country were Silent Hill, Scary Movie Four, The nice. Sentinel, Ice Age mm-hmm. Meltdown, and the Wild, which is five movies that I mean, I guess I sort of remember scary movie four, but wow it's
4: a bad movie week yeah. this weekend real bad. yeah that is they really <laughs> real uh i had they, to look up
3: the sentinel apparently that's like a michael douglas movie some sort of is uh, it about a
2: newspaper it seems like it's about a newspaper
3: no i think it's about some sort of government chicanery spies and shit i don't know everything oh, okay. was about like everything was like a dull spy procedural from between like 2005 and 2010 that was like every movie um, yeah where people would just like walked down hallways having like really intense conversations about uh yeah
2: people with night vision goggles recording yeah was, yeah yeah boring time
3: yeah uh top song still bad day by daniel powder which i mm-hmm. believe he wrote about uh the enron trial um sure and uh <laughs> i'm just <gonna> wait keep... <laughs>
4: did the guy from powder <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah he uh <laughs> he actually i know that guy did music yeah he put yeah. his he put his hand on ken lay's <laughs> Wrist and he made him feel what it was like to be like a deer that he was hunting. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> he disappeared in electricity and then just a tape deck flew down and it was the song
3: Bad Day. Can you believe I I forget how much he sold the fucking script for powder for, but it was like yeah, I got this movie, it's about this guy who's really pale and uh he can make he people. has electric magic. <laughs> he yeah, has electric magic, and he can also uh fucking green mile people when yeah. they killed deer
4: and it's like a coming of age story too right it's like he's in high school totally he's like yes. ostracized. yeah ostracized that's right it's yeah, a high yeah. school story it's like <laughs> seven movies it's like so many movies he gets it.
3: bullied on account of being electric magic man who's also very yeah. pale yeah man dude who, can, who can't relate to that <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a We've metaphor. all been there, you guys. He was doing an art. You wouldn't. Yeah. I was pretty
4: much exactly like Powder in junior high school, but without the powers. <laughs> yeah. I was just a really skinny paste guy.
3: I Uh-oh. I don't know anything about Daniel Powder. Is he relate- related to like the crazy? Remember the crazy workout lady who had like the bleached hair, Susan Powder? Uh, no, I don't remember Miss no. Powder. No. All right. she sounds
2: hot though. Yeah. Oh, she well. got that electric pixie. I'm sorry. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh
5: she's <laughs> zappy. She's zappy through. Zap. She zap. zap, zap,
3: zap. <laughs> Zip zap zap. Um, <laughs> talk Rock Top Rock song uh was is still speak by Godsmack. That's uh that was Man. on the charts for quite a while. Uh, right? hell yeah. That yeah. was on
2: for a while. <laughs> Fuck. And so that is what was going on at the time that this episode came out. Yeah. Now, well, now the episode makes sense. Yeah. Now yeah, you got yeah, context yeah. for all that. Once of you this. have the context, you're like, oh, I see yep. why they went I to get it. California. I, I get why Artie had a failing restaurant now. I mean, I kind of <laughs> get why Chris thought it might be possible to sell Cleaver to fucking, you know, to Ben Kingsley because mm. fucking hey at that time saw was a big movie so was ice age 2 the meltdown Mm -hmm. sure so so he was like it is an open field right now
5: Um, i
4: do i I do love that when they're pitching to kingsley um (laughs) they little i think it's Lil carmine shouts out sexy beast which is (laughs) a great uh uh, gangster movie um i saw that i saw sexy beast with my dad and my uncle in the movie theater me too my, my dad, dad, yeah, my dad fell asleep in Sexy Beast. This is not a movie you fall asleep in, <laughs> yeah, especially no. during the theaters. I'm like, wow, that was like must have been Burning the Midnight Oil or something. But uh, I, I that saw was such with, a funny poll,
2: I saw it with my dad uh, as well. And I remember, um, he it was the first time I was in, uh, I mean, I'd seen like some strange movies with him in my time, but like I I was pretty young to be seeing i remember feeling a little uncomfortable
5: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. to
2: to be seeing this movie with him and um i think it was at the point when doesn't someone drop a whole tv on someone's head in that movie yes yeah i
4: think
2: think it was at that point when i was like you know dad you have a responsibility as an adult to take me to films (laughs) that uh do not Give me nightmares. Um, hmm. But maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe I was actually. I thought that
3: was going to be the movie that finally got Americans really excited about using the word "cunt" all the time. Uh, uh it never happened. It never happened, which is a shame. Yeah, right? really, didn't. Yeah,
2: did ha- If if Snatch can't do it, yeah, uh,
3: nothing can do it. Yeah,
2: but it's too uh, bad because this is a, a Ben Kingsley episode. They should have a
3: sequel to Snatch called Cunt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, because this is a Ben Kingsley episode, um, and he's got that you know great ability to do that Cockney voice and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. Um, this week's Bada B story, um, is from my favorite Cockney band of all time. I don't know if they're actually. I think they're they're Cockney. Um, the Sex Pistols. So uh, yeah. enjoy this week's Bada B story. Yes.
8: No. <laughs> uh, soprano. All right. I am Chris Montasanti. I am no Scorsese. I know what I want, but I know how to get it. I want to
5: annoy an Oscar winner.
8: <laughs> that bloke from Gandhi. Ben Kingsley for a movie. I hope he reads my screenplay. will oh, gives me some stuff from luxury lounge. Is this all free? Cause you don't need it.
5: I <laughs> wanna meet
2: Ben Kingsley. Yeah.
5: Oh uh, political, political, just oh, yeah.
2: like the
5: original.
2: It's very political, uh, it's very raw, it's very real, you know. It's about Love um it. wanting to meet Ben Kingsley <laughs> and uh, you know, wanting to fucking get some free stuff from the luxury lounge. Anyway,
3: You do a really good Johnny Rotten. I feel like this is the second uh Johnny Rotten parody I, that I, you've I, done on the show. Yeah. Both really just solid works.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I had to it's hard to not um kind of like slide into like the B-52s guy. Mm. Sure. Uh, so you really got to. Kissing cousins. Hit. Yeah, the, exactly. Uh So anyways. uh Well done. The, well done. Thank you. You can listen to the full song at the very end of the episode. He
3: always does so- that. I mean, I love when Johnny Rotten does the bitchy sneer but like yeah me too and you know a huge sex pistols fan but i i feel like he always he switches from bitchy sneer into like surprised and scared uh johnny rotten that's like his other (laughs) mode and i don't enjoy that nearly as much i don't know why anyone never what what does that what what does that one sound like oh there's a snake like that or um God, I'm trying to think of songs where he does it, where he's just like, "Oh no!" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: I like him screaming or or like being afraid because he's like at the end of the day is a little British kid, yeah. so you know, is just like he switches from like uh, "Jam Jam and Huru," you know, mm-hmm. to like "Step in Time, Step in Time." You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, <laughs> he's uh, he's got those two modes, and I feel like they're both. Um, very chimney sweep sure sure but yeah so sopranos this episode luxury lounge what do we think um general thoughts vince
3: uh i mean again i love this we we, we touched up uh, touched on it earlier uh, Mm -hmm. before the remember one machine but uh yeah i I love all the sopranos episodes in which they get to uh cast their sort of jaundiced eye on hollywood as opposed to the mafia because i feel like they're they're just as good. It's hard to it's hard to say whether I like them writing dumb mafia guys or uh, pretentious LA people better because they're yeah so good at both. And then of course like the other the other storyline is about Artie, who really is like one of my favorite minor characters in The Sopranos, mm-hmm. and yeah. he always has. Just intense, like divorced Millhouse dad energy, and uh, like this entire episode is just about him having a fucking midlife crisis, and uh, very much like it takes the format of like any given cooking show where they go to a restaurant and uh, and you want you watch any restaurant sort of you want them to update their menu and and get back to to making good food again and uh, and and he we we get, we got to see him do that which was nice.
4: Artie is great because Artie is such a loser and <laughs> he is the best kind of loser in that he's one of those types of losers that won't let you forget that he knows he's a loser. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like almost <laughs> everything he says is he's like, the, the scene with him and Tony watching the girls, and he's just like, <laughs> he, you can fuck them. I can't. Yeah, he it's wants like, to Whoa. shame you. He
3: wants to shame you for not being as big a loser as he is. <laughs> right. And make yes, it, exactly. Make it your fault and your problem somehow.
2: <laughs> he's he's the most misery loves company motherfucker on the show because he really is like, yeah, he, he, his entire moral compass is like based on things that he wants to do, but physically like he can't like he's mad at benny uh you know for sleeping with martini uh, martina because mm-hmm. he's a married man like yeah. like no he just
3: has a dry dick and he's very angry about it already <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yes. yeah, yeah. is has the driest dick and i feel bad because you know charmaine is i feel like she's in it for the um the free pasta. This is the most sympathetic they've
3: ever made Charmaine on this show. Like in this episode, like she was very sympathetic character in this episode, but I I feel like this entire episode was basically answering the question that I've always had about Vesuvio and about like Jersey Italians in general, which is like, don't you fuckers ever get tired of like chicken Marsala and (laughs) you know, uh, chicken piccata and like the same, like 10, italian american dishes that you've been eating your whole life that you go to the restaurant to have this guy cook for you even though you make right. the same shit at home <clears throat> like how w- it seems like it would make you insane to keep eating the same 10 dishes over and over again and finally Artie goes a little bit nuts from uh, cooking the same fucking food over and over again
2: i mean i feel like i relate to that on, on like a comic level like as a comic it's doing the same jokes over and over mm-hmm. again where, um, you know, you you feel like you it's a it's a quick way to go insane. You will go insane yeah. if you do it. It reminds well, you me start, of like um,
3: you start hating yourself because you get so bored of hearing yourself tell the same mm-hmm. jokes slash cook the same food, but the audience is still reacting like the, you know they, they still the piggies still want the same slop yeah they yeah. still so, want the slop yeah so you, yeah, you end not. up you end up hating yourself and resenting them and just like <laughs> thinking the whole world sucks
2: right right <laughs> it, it like already this episode has the same uh manic energy that i got from that video of when pablo francisco like went like uh, had some sort of cocaine induced mania over at the Sacramento Punchline, and they had to like call the paramedics because he was just on stage over and over going Pfft, in a world like over and over and over, <laughs> and uh, it was like holy shit, this guy's done this bit so much that he's lost his mind. Oh um, shit, and that's what I felt like with, with uh, just watching Artie throughout the series, making the same thing over and over, and having. Having a a bunch of mobsters start complaining about like the quality yeah. of the same food that they've had yeah, over yeah. and over again, it makes you wonder. Like these guys, how do they know? Maybe
3: they're tired of it.
2: Is it possible they're just tired of it? How would they know it's bad now? You know, well, because um, he got
3: bored of cooking it. Just like when you get bored of like it's a di- there's a difference between you know uh, telling a hack joke with some energy and verve as opposed Mm -hmm. to like sleepwalking through it. And he's just like sleepwalking through all this food. And that's when they know.
4: There's also a subtle thing too, that came out in like the argument with one of the later arguments between Artie and Tony, when Artie was like, Good luck getting your uh getting the new chef to like make your like weak ass like food right, you yeah. have because the pancreas because the pancreas shit yeah yeah, yeah I was like oh maybe it all go- maybe that's like actually way more telling than just a simple line maybe it's like Tony's basically enjoyment of food has been like gone yeah and Tony's the man Tony's the the big man so like if big man's not having a good time while he's eating food. What yeah. are we doing here? Why are we at the restaurant? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I, I think that there might be a little building block there that.
2: I, and I, I think yeah. that like he is like him already being generally threatened by this, this new chef in town that people are talking about around the dinner tables, including Artie's very own dinner table at Vesuvio. They're talking about da Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first watched this episode, I remember thinking, Oh, his name is Don Giovanni. <laughs> no, <laughs> The name is Da, D A yeah. Giovanni. So I Allow. love, yeah, <laughs> and so I love the that this new like chef that they're going to for the exact same food that they've had for their entire lives is still kind of trashy. Well, like da, da well, Giovanni, that is just maybe, means
3: that's just like the Italian way of saying somebody's house. Like, oh, we're going over to oh, is da that mat. right? Yeah, <laughs> that, let's okay, go have dinner at the mat. Like w- that means like at your house
2: right oh oh so duh so it's is like, it the it's same like as
3: giovanni's house basically like ah, yeah. okay okay i but thought it was like i think hey, you're right because they should i mean
2: dog ghoul i thought it was just like a phonetic way of spelling the <laughs>
3: no but i will say like when they show the exterior of the giovanni like I, I was thinking that it was going to be some sort of like you know white tablecloth no Qu- white yeah, tablecloth yeah. like Michelin star place, but no, it really is just another different strip mall Italian joint with bad font yeah, yeah. on the awning.
2: Yeah, a slightly uh, you know more fancy Olive Garden. Yeah, they 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 go to a lot of different you know fancy Olive Gardens on The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was I was thinking too about how like also I think part of it
4: that you know we were talking about the the wave in the wave machine the the news that was going on, but. This was like a recession show. Like it was a show about like the Bush era and everything. And so, yeah, like a lot of restaurants did take like a huge hit. Sure. And then that just made me think about like, oh, man, it would be I what I want is a Sopranos reboot series where it's just Vesuvio during the pandemic. Yeah. Just like (laughs) just watching outdoor outdoor dining at Vesuvio. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. how they how they like bring like delivery wine crafts right to your
2: door (laughs) and shit just watching Artie bucco in a station wagon with a bunch of
3: just like
4: trying to get this (laughs) ppl loan he's (laughs) he's
3: doing he's doing like zoom uh zoom banter with the guests where he's like wow the way you two are looking (laughs) at each other you guys might have to get a private chat
2: (laughs) Oh
5: yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, so- oh, also also one thing about this episode that I did mark down just a mm-hmm. quick thing. Only took us three minutes and twenty seconds to get a Bustin' balls reference in there. Oh yeah, that, that was that was pretty fast. I yeah, pretty I good.
2: actually I, I I have a clip of that. Uh, you, the scene um, opens. Well, the opening scene is is just this brief Rusty storyline where the mm-hmm. you you have um, two uh, Dago Wap Guineas directly from pasta Stan are uh, talking <laughs> to that one guy about the murder of Rusty, and uh, they're surprised that. The American speaks good Italian.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: D- doesn't matter. But then we get into so Tony. Ottonian- I, I did have a. Oh, go ahead. Yeah,
3: it's funny that they gave like this guy who's basically like Christopher's uh, junkie buddy. Uh, yeah like all this backstory like does he i don't remember does he ever recur as a character because this really felt like oh we're gonna start to learn more I about know, this guy like this guy's got some sort of secret that we need to uh, hear about he
2: shows up again to do more junky stuff but no as far as i remember unless i'm misremembering it and he had some sort of crucial role in something that maybe he didn't uh, No, as far as i know his most crucial role is doing heroin and this um, like Maybe they were
3: trying to say that if you have actually like grown up with some experience of the real Italy and then you have to live the rest of your life in New Jersey, like you would immediately take to heroin. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I get it. I I don't even think you need any
2: experience outside of New Jersey to want to be a junkie. (laughs) It's just uh Vita ain't so dolce anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's uh yeah, he shows up and uh, I had to look him up because he looks so familiar, but I don't think I know him from anything. He's, uh, he just, yeah, I don't know. He's he's great. I liked him a lot. I think he's an, a really good actor for such a bit part. Um, but Tony and Phil are celebrating uh, two new made guys. And uh, Phil goes on a little tirade uh, where he talks about busting balls, but he also um, says a lot of slurs. And um, mm-hmm. I, I have a clip of that. I hate that. Phil. I hate Phil
4: Leotardo so much. <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh he's my God. he's a piece of shit. He looks like the Shavaran, and he's homophobic. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously, you know, I've bleeped out uh, all of the the bad parts.
7: Sure, we break some balls here tonight, but I go way back. And in light of recent humiliations, it's an honor to be joined by men, and not faggot f- f- ass f- cornhole and.
5: Kax. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, I think you might have missed some of this. I think yeah, I yeah, missed yeah. some. <laughs>
5: That's
4: okay. Someone uh, know, someone said We a... we know he was saying it with love.
2: Yeah, yeah. Y- someone you know... sent us
3: a fan theory about Philly Atardo. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that e- that email, Matt? I did. Whoa. I did.
2: The fan theory is that he is uh gay? Sure. I yeah. I-, I I'll buy that.
3: I mean I don't the, think it works as, quite as well as Beansy and uh Jackie right. April but or what what was his name the other April
2: Oh oh uh, Richie April Richie
3: April uh yeah I could see it though
2: Yeah I mean I don't I don't know uh I feel, it, you can kind of make that fan theory for a lot of the Sopranos mm-hmm. and you your confirmation bias at work will make it true Um, but I am interested in seeing, uh, where that goes because I've never noticed that at all, but he did email and say specifically, like, start looking for it now. Um, so, you know, we'll update you as we go. If we, if we notice anything to the, uh, you know, if there's anything in that watch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Gay watch. (laughs) Oh, anyways. Uh, (laughs) so, um, the Phil Leotardo's is still mad about the whole veto thing. Um, and uh, everyone kind of quickly. He's, his, that's his whole character thing. And every, he's just always mad about something.
3: Yeah. yeah he's kind of just, just like yeah. a, like a grumpy prick that everyone hates and they never I literally, make him any different than that, which I kind of appreciate.
4: I literally just wrote down, dude, Phil Leotardo
2: sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him out of there. Anyway. Yeah, no, he's, he is terrible. And uh, it, it's, interesting because like his character is both like a prick to everyone and constantly like shit on he like he is he is the second mm-hmm. in command he holds no real power himself uh you know now that like johnny's in prison he's like starting to flex a little more and it's it, it's not really until like the next um season where you're going to see him kind of uh trying to
3: trying to flex a little more than he is um but he's like that guy on twitter who's just like a constant contrarian where like Mm -hmm. sometimes he's right but he's just such a miserable prick that everybody's kind of like up here comes fucking phil leotardo again with another one of his complaints about (laughs) something or other
4: yeah Yeah. i I honestly though if i did if i did start interacting with someone who had leotardo as their avatar on twitter i would be i would definitely stay away that's a (laughs) a big stay away side that's
2: an immediate mute I mean, we'll follow each other, but I'm muting them immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah, So now everyone starts talking about what we were saying. You know, everyone is annoyed at the whole fucking, you know, the long waits at Vesuvio, the shitty food, like the quality is bad. Meanwhile, Artie is completely distracted by his uh, new host um, at Vesuvio, Martina, who uh, is from Albania. And uh is, you know, fucking you know,
3: hot as shit. Sorry, I just realized. Uh you know who that heroin addict guy is? Who? Uh hold on, let me make sure I'm right on this. Make sure you're right. Because if you're wrong on this podcast, we will uh get is Isn't he the guy in the fucking bunny suit in Donnie Darko? Is he the guy in the
2: bunny suit in Donnie oh, wow. Darko?
3: Isn't he? I, I don't know. I'm I now I,
2: you got me googling bunny suit guy Donnie Donnie Darko. And I mean, all I'm seeing is a mask, Frank. No, I know who you're talking about. I don't know. I don't was it that guy? Come on, show, show a picture of Frank.
3: Oh, no, I guess it's a different same. guy. They look the same. Well, racist.
2: Sorry. Um. We're gonna get emails now because I you mean, fucking just look at a tell-
3: picture of these two guys and tell me I'm crazy that they don't look the freaking they don't look the same over here. Uh, hold yeah. on,
2: they look similar. I mean, then there's also um, I I thought he was maybe the guy um, I don't know. He was from a sitcom. He's in all of the fucking uh, like scorsese movies uh he was in goodfellas you know that uh, that that young guy um fucking oh now i'm going into your 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 chat yeah he kind of looks like him you're right james duvall sort of looks like the the italian junkie doesn't matter yeah point is i just had to make my point but you know it's not him um so martina martina is from albania and uh, my question is: Is Albania um, close to Italy?
3: Yeah, sort
2: of. It's on the other. Okay, it's on the other side of the Adriatic. Okay, because she sounds like uh, Italian. It's like her, her all of her mannerisms and the. It's the... Uh,
4: it's right across from the heel.
2: Oh, it's across from the heel. It's right ah.
4: across from the heel over the water. It's Albania is right next to Greece.
2: Oh, okay. So this makes sense to me. So Albania is basically just a—it's another type of like Italian, like like Greeks. Well, <laughs> sure. uh, Well, already already had a, already had a great great
4: line um, at one point where he goes. Another fun fact from the Balkans. Yeah, yeah
5: that's
2: right. Yeah, I, I actually I, I have a clip of that. It is uh, it's basically, um, Benny is is bragging about how in albania he would be considered tall no okay. it, it right, was, right right
3: right was funny because uh it was, it, it, it was funny because he said in montenegro he would be considered tall which is like completely wrong it's actually like the, one of the tallest countries that like gets in oh is that right yeah. really <laughs> yeah that's why wow. there's so many like basketball players from like serbia montenegro
2: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, uh, like Artie is noticing that Benny and uh, Martina are talking a lot, and it is clear that he is like he's in love with her, or he's mm-hmm. in lust with her at least. Like he mm-hmm. and and he's he's absolutely like abusing his power. Like he's he's trying to play the nice guy. Like mm-hmm. th- th- his whole thing is like I'm such a nice guy that girls, you know, they just. They don't want the nice guy. They want the tough guy. And it's like, you, you're you not actually a nice person at <laughs> no. all. The, the things that he's done, like, he's like, oh, I helped her find an apartment. I'm helping her with her green card thing. And it's all because he just wants to fuck, which is why when he sees Benny and Martina getting along, uh, he punishes her. And I have, a, I have a clip.
6: Martina was just telling me that in Montenegro, I'd be the tallest guy.
7: Another fun fact from the Balkans. <laughs> Martina, sweetheart, can I talk to you for a second?
5: You're looking at me very serious.
7: You remember I had that friend in Manhattan that was going to help speed you through the green card process? Apparently, it's not happening. Why? Too much on his plate, he said. I guess you're just going to have to do it yourself. I'm sorry.
1: All those forms. Shit me.
7: I wish I could help you. But really, it's a small inconvenience compared to living in freedom, right?
2: (laughs) He's <laughs> such a scumbag like the, number one to immediately just be like oh fuck you i'm not going to help your immigration status now that you're talking to benny but also to to, to pull the freedom card like yeah that, that's another like very I, I don't know i would consider uh a very it's a very 9-11 era in which we are like summing up the entire capital of the country as freedom freedom is our only capital and it means nothing and it's, like, this completely nebulous term, but we all have agreed that it has, like, currency.
4: Like, well, I, I you're wonder in freedom.
2: Na- I wonder if now,
4: like, you know, this was back when still, like, normal people believed in the American dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so now I'm, like, I wonder if now Artie would be, like, ah, it's all, like, a fucking shit. Because cause yeah, he th- lost th- his
2: restaurant three times or whatever the fuck. It is a question uh, <laughs> as to what the political beliefs of arty would be in <laughs> current america <laughs> i could see him being a trump guy but I, you know I, I i don't know maybe he's maybe he's a social maybe he's bernie maybe maybe, maybe
4: stop or just he stops voting or no something. yeah i, know, I see him like that.
3: He, either he's a trump guy or he is like uh what's the guy the eric clapton looking guy who was like the the, <laughs> the reply one guy, of those reply uh, one of those like hardcore yeah, yeah, yeah. msnbc reply guys like I, I feel like he's either one of the other Dude,
2: an Artie reply guy who was just like keeps replying to everyone with another fun fact from the Balkans. Yeah, that's another avatar to, to stay away from on Twitter Yeah, stay so away from that. The self chosen Artie avatar. You go to its likes tab and it's all porn. <laughs> like, yeah. Artie did have good instincts, though. You, you really. Sh- Short man
4: named Benito. Yeah. Not a, not a, you don't trust them. They're always up to something not, not good over there. Yeah. You, you you could tell. But but the, the instincts are coming from a bad place. Very, very selfish, losery move, Artie. The other side
3: of the coin is that Martina basically just like summed up all of Artie in a split second. Like she knows exactly Mm -hmm. what he's about and what he's trying to do. And oh, it's, uh,
2: it is, it's beautiful. Like, in order to get there yeah we we have to talk about the credit card scam that's being run Mm -hmm. uh so um all of these credit card uh numbers are being stolen from multiple places it's one of tony's like many you know scams that he has that is not you know it's akin to him you know putting the screwdriver into the parking meter in donnie brasco you know just finding ways Mm -hmm. to chip away at little bits at a time and um Apparently, he doesn't know that this is also happening over at Vesuvio, but Vesuvio is getting a bunch of cards stolen by Martina, who gives them to Benny. And uh, the Amex people show up at Vesuvio and basically say, you're cut off completely. Uh, (laughs) And and so then Artie has no idea who's been doing it, and he decides to interrogate all of his employees. (laughs) And one of my favorite Artie scenes in the series... It is so fucking funny, just him him trying to play both good cop and bad cop at the same time. We have no intention
1: of pressing charges. It's just got to stop.
7: Understand, this is not about a 42-ounce jar of Moroccan olives or a couple of rolls of toilet paper here. This is our livelihoods. Are you looking at me?
5: Nobody's looking at anybody.
7: I didn't take the toilet paper. But the olives? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking here. I'm just saying if you don't come clean to us, those investigators, well, they just might question the honesty of somebody that wears a coat pulled from the Lost and Found. Fuck this. No, fuck you. I don't know which one of you pieces of shit did this, but I've been good to you, and you pay me back with nonstop ass rape. Well, fuck those. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh God, Artie! No, just, that guy's a great. Is that that's Milo Vintimiglia. Vin, he's, he's such a yeah. good, uh great actor. Non he's so s- pathetic. S- just went just, <laughs> with, with trying to put on a good face and just throwing it all away so hard and fast when he when it breaks. Yeah, acts like an
2: egg. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck you. He's, he, and Artie has a history on this show of like uh, being just unable to be a tough guy he he doesn't know how to not wear his feelings on his sleeve and so at every single moment you can see the desperation you can see the anger and everything and in that moment just watching him fucking blow up (laughs) at an employee over the fact that he wears a coat from the lost and found
6: (laughs) i'd like the the
3: concept of like I'm not naming any names, but, and then you say some like extremely specific fact about one person that everybody knows who you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: This isn't about the toilet paper or the Moroccan olives (laughs) and just looking at that guy. It is,
9: it's fantastic. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
2: of course he is wrong um that you know this is the employee who did it it turns out to be martina well, also and a couple
3: uh, of the chefs want to bury their cock in charmaine's titties we forgot to mention yeah, that part
2: that's right there's two chefs in spanish saying that and i felt like if i ever got a bit roll on the soprano <laughs> that's your bit roll in life in my bit role in <laughs> life is just talking to a co-worker. Well, no, I would not really do that. I'm a good guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we find out that it was actually Martina who was doing it. And we actually find out from this, like, um, I guess it's, she's the office snitch. We've never seen her before. Yeah. But Sandy. Right. <laughs> Sandy, the house snitch shows up and tells. Every, uh, I mean, if you've worked yeah.
3: in restaurants, there's always the one. Waitress mm-hmm. that's been there like a little bit longer Than everybody else who is right. like think, Thinks of themselves as like the deputized Authority right. of the restaurant I had yeah. one who uh, You know you have to Refill the like the sugar caddies On the table uh-huh. with the And she was OCD So she's like okay there needs to be uh, Four white sugars Four raw sugars Two sweet and lows, two splendas, two uh, Whatever the fuck the other one is And right. all of the labels have to be facing the same direction and always in Mm. that exact order. Oh my God. And if I like did it wrong or didn't face the labels facing the right direction, like I would get scolded for it. She would tell on you? No. Well, she would, she would just scold me herself. Oh, she, she
2: would, she would take it upon because, herself to scold you. Cause
3: she, like she could have told on me, but no one else cared. Like she was the only one who cared. <laughs> so <laughs> of course she, yeah.
2: Like she's just bothering you.
3: Yeah. Oh, like if yeah. she would have told the boss, the boss would have been like, "Who? what, who gives a shit?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is Sandy is, is very much so that character just like, I mean, she's, she's talking about the fucking, the coat that the guy stole from the lost and found. Um, by the way, it's not stealing if it's in the lost and found, fa- yeah, it's no. like, Someone's got to find it eventually. Yeah. You um, give
3: that like a six week. Maybe yeah, that's a long, at but most, after, yeah, after a month, that shit's any, that's That's up for grabs. That is fair. Everyone game. knows that.
2: Yeah. Um, and then talks about Martina's $600 shoes. And that's when, uh, Artie goes to confront her. And, um, at, And Martina reads him in a way that is so fucking hilarious and perfect.
3: Such a fascinating little mini scene here to me because, like, she... So she cracks immediately. So she goes from, like, she she cannot hold in a secret and she feels bad. And then she goes from, like, shame to anger to, like, burn it all down within the space of, like, less than 30 (laughs) seconds. And she kind of nailed the whole scene, I thought. Oh, uh, it's... Like, on paper, I'd be like, ah, it feels (laughs) like she just went zero to 90 too fast, but uh, it totally works. How could you do this to me?
7: You are so mean to me. Like helping you find the apartment? <laughs> Teaching you to drive? As soon as you found out I wasn't going to fuck you, you started picking on me. I want to <laughs> fuck you. You certainly have a high opinion of yourself. You stare at me like food. Well, I never fuck you. I go to Benny and we laugh at Benny. you when I fuck him in the pile of money that we take from your stupid customers. <laughs> You're fired. gotta chill. Oh yeah? Oh, who's laughing now? Oh, what do you think? I can't press charges because of my friendship with Tony? Three months you worked here. You think that doesn't go in your permanent record? We lead the world in computerized data collection.
3: <laughs> okay, okay, Snowden. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: I like. I like that he immediately went to don't flatter yourself. Don't flatter yourself, because that is such like uh, that's yeah, such that's... a sexually harassing boss move. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: and it's also it's like that is the go-to line also for any simp yeah. who gets called yeah. out on being a yeah. simp uh, yeah you like, wish dude yeah yeah you wish i would want to fuck you i don't want to fuck anybody and it's like <laughs> you you can feel the desperation but uh yeah is immediate like he, he reverts to this go this will go on your permanent record which is yeah. um yeah one of the um, lamest things
3: you can yeah. say in yeah. the history of the world. <laughs> Their <laughs> yeah. vice principal. Yeah. Uh,
2: but yeah, Martina, uh, just Martina describing We, me and Benny laugh at you as we fuck on the pile of money that we steal from your stupid customers.
3: Just fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. got him. She's just, yeah, She was she was throwing fastball after fastball there. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: she 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 clocked them
4: good. Well, they they had to they had to give Artie enough fuel to actually be able to beat the shit out of Benito later. Yeah. So like they yeah. the, so all that dialogue had to like hit him like a ton of bricks because I was like I kind of forgot that he actually did you know confront him and 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 like you know definitely and he won a fight. Him. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah, the I, first time I like, you see him oh, win a
2: wow, fight. Yeah. I mean I I, I didn't think yeah you definitely it's a didn't see victory
3: yeah. you didn't see it coming that he was actually going to win a fight that's for sure especially
2: yeah. yeah versus Benny who's like I mean it's not like it seems like an even match you know but Benny is also uh, I don't know he's a mob guy you expect yeah. Benny to yeah. like to win this and yeah.
3: uh, and Artie just I think he expected it too that was the problem he's too overconfident
2: yeah and, mm-hmm. and he calls him what he, he says to him while he's beating him up is pretty great I have a clip he calls him crazy motherfucking meatball dog shit, which <laughs> um, it's almost like he's doing uh, anti-Italian. Hey, that American sounds like stuff. one of your dishes. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> that sounds like ugh, it's one of your ugh, food. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, you get some good. Of course, now Benny is out for revenge um, and, uh, you know, well, Tony,
4: and Artie and yeah. like Tony you know, Tony lays down the piece, and Tony Tony lets everyone know what's up. And Artie says he'll play nice and everything, and then Artie just fucking overplays his yeah. hand. I know, so tempting hard. fate. Yeah, uh,
2: he already had him. Like he got to beat him up. Tony said, "You don't have to." Uh, he got uh, the business. He got he got the butts in the seats at the
3: restaurant. Yes,
2: yes, yeah. He's he told Benny, "Not only are you not going to take revenge on him." But you're also gonna have your parents' anniversary party at yeah. Vesuvio, which I think was that's
3: bad, bad bossing on Tony's part. There. I mean, for sure, I would say that you need I would to make them separate for a while. Uh, yeah, I would yeah.
2: G- give them both time to cool off. But you know, he's into like this, like you guys well, are gonna do this and be to- friends. That was also the scene where Tony does
4: try to spread the gospel of therapy, which oh, I just yeah. Like, yeah, I just love the idea of. Tony but, trying to get I wish I, some yeah. I wish a Tony was the one who got me to do therapy. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. But
3: it's it's great cuz it's like you can tell that Tony I mean even though he's probably the best of the choices available in terms of bosses but like the mm-hmm. key to resolving any conflict is to try and let each party like leave with their dignity uh mm-hmm. and instead of like making it an even sort of punishment where they can make up he's got to figure out a way uh to make them deferential to him like in all that right he, right like right he's, right so he's like shamed both of them and now neither of them uh, neither of them have, are leaving with their dignity because Artie's yeah. got to cook for this guy he doesn't like and this guy's got to eat uh at a, at a restaurant he doesn't like
2: yeah but but fucking Artie goes way too far his, yeah. Benny is sitting there with his parents and with his pregnant wife, and <laughs> he decides uh, to do this. Benny, can I get you a martina? Excuse me? A martina.
7: It's like a martini, but it's from Albania. <laughs> I never
1: heard of that.
7: Well, apparently they go down real easy. Right, Ben. We're going to look at the menu.
6: A few moments later.
7: Why are you.
5: Fuck my head! Shit! Ah! Fuck
2: my just him putting his whole hand into the sauce into boiling sauce is like is the most italian of revenge <laughs> yeah it's it is it is such an italian version of revenge that uh, you know revenge in is this best case, served sizzling
5: <laughs>
4: exactly yeah bubbling Re- on the stove exactly hot, red-handed <laughs> Here <you
2: Hey>! go.
3: <laughs> I did have some but- fun trivia about uh the actor who plays Benny sure great uh Max Casella uh uh he grew up in Cambridge Massachusetts and it came- attended Cambridge Ringe apparently it's Ringe and not Ridge Cambridge Ringe and Latin School where his classmates included tracing Tracy Bingham Ben Affleck and Matt Damon Max Mm. has pituitary dwarfism, which accounted for his ability to play characters much younger than his actual age. I have his brother also shares the condition. Due to his pituitary dwarfism, he didn't go through puberty until the age of 27 after medical intervention. His physical changes caused him to gain weight, and he was dropped by his agents. He then had to completely reinvent himself as an actor.
2: Wow, that's fucked up. Also, good for him though for like not, you know, for saying. Fuck the agents. I want to go through puberty. I mean, you know, that's... <laughs> well, he was 27, I mean. know I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's like, you know, he's like... I, he, because I was wondering, I was like, this guy, I feel like I've seen him my whole life as a child. Yeah, See, and yeah he, he he shows up in shit. He shows up in shit. He looks like a kid. And I felt like he even on The Sopranos, he like still kind of looked like a kid.
3: I never wondered that about him, but I wondered that about Ralph Macchio because... Like Ralph Macchio is 50 something and he still looks like a little kid. And if you watch like the original Karate Kid, he was actually older than, uh, than blonde guy, uh, Billy Zabka. He was like 24 or something in Karate Kid and he looks like he's 12. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like Ralph Macchio though. Like I saw him age a little bit. Like if you look at like, like Karate Kid 3, like, his cheeks... That's when he starts yeah, getting, he's like, like... 30 into, by that point. Yeah, that's true. Maybe... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, you know, bloated macho... Maybe he went through puberty late. Who knows? Yeah. But I I do know that Benny um, has looked like a child forever, and it makes a lot of sense that he yeah. had... They the should start a
3: band with, them. like, them and Andy Milanakis and... Yeah? Yeah. Forever young? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Um, he loses, you know, a big, uh, big layer of skin off of his hand already does. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah. And then Tony tells him uh, to go to therapy uh, and to stop talking to the customers so much, it's which when is he, like it's where you made advice. the
3: point about there not being a therapy episode or a therapy uh, session in this episode. Uh, but yeah. he does recommend. I feel like the recommendation of therapy comes off as like more genuine and helpful because we didn't see what the actual therapy looks like.
2: Right, 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 right. I mean, but I, can- I, I think it's real though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, it's it's it, and it's it's really fun because
4: it's like, in this situation, Tony's Doctor Melfi and Artie's Tony. Right. And yeah, so, because yeah. like, and and what is Tony's great advice? It's like. You just gotta do what you gotta do to keep your dick up yeah that's basically what a lot of therapy is yeah <laughs> yeah
2: and he's like you go about in pity for yourself and which is uh, something he keeps repeating over and over again because while he was in the hospital recovering from a gunshot wound someone put up a quote for that said you know basically pity, you go out about in pity for yourself while a great wind lifts you into the sky. Mm-hmm. And he's so pissed at this quote because no one who's like in self pity wants to be told they are to stop feeling sorry for themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it affected him so much that he has decided it is a good psychological weapon to use on people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and he's, he's always that's like
3: how he treats all self help is that it can eventually be used against his enemies somehow.
2: Right. Yes. I mean, and that's kind of the entire thing with the Sopranos is that like his his therapy is just another thing that he is weaponized against people uh, and uh, yeah but I think he gives good advice because the truth of it is is if there's one character on the Sopranos who might actually benefit from therapy uh, it's Artie because he's not a sociopath <laughs> he's just a sad sack. Just, Yeah bitter old fuck he's a bitter old fuck and I think therapy would do him good um, so now let's get into chris's storyline just one of the greatest storylines in soprano's Mm. history uh there's only a few scenes but they are every scene is incredible um chris tells tony that uh he is going to be going on this trip to cali with lil carmine uh to go uh to for a meeting with ben kingsley sir ben and uh and tony makes it a point to make sure that uh, he calls Lil Carmine retarded, which uh, you know. Well, which if look, if you are gonna use the word, yeah, like that,
4: that is the right. Great place to use it. Carmine is that's another reason why I still why I chose this episode. Little Carmine is one of my favorite favorite stupid characters ever in the history of anything. He's fantastic. Well, because all of them are like stupid
3: stupid mob guys, but he's like a he's like a fail son stupid mob guy. Yes, yes. adds a layer of uh entitlement to all of his bullshit
4: always trying to use big words and never getting them right (laughs) never Never. oh it's so good it's It's just such that's the other thing too about the show that i know you guys talk about but it's like it's just so fucking funny it's yeah it's a a comedy his his meeting
3: with ben kingsley is so great because and i feel like most corporate or entertainment pitch meetings go like that where someone is using a lot of words to say absolutely nothing at all where he's mm-hmm. like yes we can talk through all your specificities later and it's yeah like, yeah okay and yes <laughs> t- yeah
2: tailor the part to your specificities which is just a fancy way of saying we don't have a script
3: yet to yeah. show you uh-huh. we can do um, what you want thank you
2: yeah but like if you just are in the movie you could basically write it you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. also
4: their pitch is so good. The Ring meets The Godfather. I mean, log <laughs> That's a log line. Yeah. That is a log line. That right is there. a great <laughs> log line.
2: And yeah, so they're they they're in L.A. and um they've set up this meeting and you you you're kind of wondering like how the fuck did they get a meeting with Ben Kingsley and it's clear that Jay uh, that uh Lil Carmine knows his agent because he got him out of some trouble. Uh, yeah. In the Florida Keys, and uh, <laughs> so we open just a, our, g-
3: a good like expository like gives you just yes. enough of whatever that situation was to invent uh, yeah. the situation in your mind,
2: mm-hmm. and, and and they give you a little bit more without giving you anything. Uh, where Sir Ben is on the phone with his agent asking why he has to be there, and I have a clip of that.
7: I'm just asking, Jay. Well, tell me again. Why am I meeting with these chaps? Oh, oh bollocks, Jay! <laughs> uh, bollocks!
2: Because you know, you know that what he's saying is like, I, I already told you what happened. Just you got to meet with them, but why? Uh, it, you're meeting because they have a great idea. I think these guys are going to be huge, and I just, you know, I think you're going to love the part that they have to. It's like, oh, it's so beautiful. It like without hearing All Jay say anything. Well, that was
4: one thing I did like about this episode in general was like, like we saw the credit card thing and it was affecting like, you know, obviously the mobs doing Mm -hmm. it. But then um, at one point, that murmur guy goes to the like Orthodox Jewish business too. And then it's like, okay, so everyone's corrupt ben kingsley's corrupt hollywood's corrupt like it's just yeah. a great across the board like
2: yeah um and you get, and you get to can't, see can't get away from it you get to see murmur kind of like uh being of service in two different ways one for obviously the mafia collecting all of the credit card numbers but also being of service to another addict in need which is yes. I love I love that he is like <laughs> his sponsor yeah, <laughs> like, yes the yeah. fact that Murmur is Chris's AA sponsor is fantastic it's um the, oh, this whole, oh yeah and when I was
4: going to say was that one part when Murmur shows up to the door because Chris like completely fell off the rails and mm-hmm. you know haggling with the girl about how much it costs to do what and do blow and everything and then yeah. the next. The next day she's locked in the bathroom and whatever. <laughs> and and Murmur comes to the door and Chris is just like holding a bottle of champagne. And Murmur's just like, whoa. And Chris is like, I got to get my shit. <laughs> <the champagne> <laughs> it's
5: yeah.
2: so great.
3: I was just going to say like this episode sort of is like the perfect pre-financial crisis uh narrative because mm-hmm. like everybody there's all this free credit m- rolling around everybody's mm-hmm. got their own uh little grift going and like everyone's doing fraud to each other and just mm-hmm. assuming that it's never going to end where it's like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, you know we give away free watches and uh, at some point uh we profit it's like oh uh, we yeah, steal yeah, these yeah. credit card numbers uh, mm-hmm. And someone will like to pay it off eventually, kind of thing. You got to like, spend money to make <laughs> yeah, money, every, baby. Everybody <laughs> is just like taking all this free cash sloshing around and spending yeah. it on their six hundred dollars shoes.
2: And and there's no like I think there there's no like more apt allegory to how the mafia works than Hollywood because of the mm-hmm. fact that like everyone is like Hollywood and the mafia. It's a bunch of fucking deer ticks that got together. <laughs> yeah. And there's no more fucking deer. And they're like, fuck it. We'll make our own deer, you know? And yeah. like, like everyone's just sucking off of everyone else. Everyone's spending money they don't have. Everyone is like, uh, you know, being funded somehow. Well, yeah.
3: The whole thing runs on convincing people that they're going to be the one who makes yes. money on what is inherently a bad investment, which is right. making movies, which like, you know, you're only going to, you're going to get one hit for every 15 movies that you make. Right. So it's just... Yeah straightforwardly like a, a way for rich people to lose money um yeah but
4: yeah and getting getting made is like getting signed to an agency <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> and like you like there's your first couple of years you're doing everything for exposure you're right. not actually like right seeing the the, the wealth, yeah, yeah.
2: Right, like, and Same the things thing. that you have to do in order to get to that upper echelon are just um, not good, you know? Soul-crushing. Like, soul Soul-crushing. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it, it it makes total sense for fucking, you know, the mafia and Hollywood to to get together. But I, I just, I love watching Hollywood actors play versions of themselves. Like, like, Ben Kingsley in this episode plays such a cunt. and it's so it's so funny watching him put on the like he's trying to be polite to these guys and trying to listen
3: like really media trained cunt but yeah yeah
2: and i have a clip of them at that first meeting
7: i heard this idea i call jay and i say sir ben kingsley no one else
2: (laughs) well you know as ever it's script
7: dependent we got a sensational writer jt dole i'm embarrassed i haven't heard of him (laughs) He's from TV, uh, Nash Bridges, Hooper Man, Law and Order, the SUV. Betty, <laughs> it's Ben. How are you?
9: What on earth are you doing out here?
7: Oh, I don't <laughs> know.
8: <laughs> <laughs> just, I,
2: I don't know. It's, oh, I love it so much. He's just, he's so cunty to them, but he's like doing it in the sweetest way possible. You know, I haven't heard of your writer you know, everything I do is script dependent and then just immediately gets distracted and sees Lauren Bacall. <laughs> um, I also love that he, uh, when Lauren Bacall like leaves, she's saying, oh, I've, I'm doing one of those award shows and they treat me right and blah, blah, blah. And then she has to go to her massage. And I think it's Lil Carmine whose last, or her, his parting words to her are enjoy your success, which right. I, I feel like, uh, I don't know if that, if anyone wants to hear that, if you're a celebrity, but I feel like that is, I don't know. It's such, it's so funny. I actually, I was like, people should say that more. I yeah. agree completely. Yeah, it's a great well, What else are you going to say? Bye bye. Like, what you, how do you say bye to like a fucking, you know, an icon? You say, enjoy your success. Enjoy your success. Yeah.
4: Um,
2: so it's, it's very much like you're going to like the way you look. Like,
5: yeah. You
2: know. <laughs> so, uh, so Ben Kingsley is then reminded, Oh, that's right, I have an appointment over at the luxury lounge and um Chris and Lil' Carmine follow him to it. And this is their and like, That's
4: when that's when I was like Leo in that meme, I pointed out the screen because yeah. it said the
2: name of the title. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> You're like, hi. Hey! But yeah, I mean like fucking this is for Chris, you know, like we said up top, this is like an eye-opening, you know, experience where he's realizing like they're getting all this free shit everyone is treating you know ben kingsley like royalty um in fact at one point he i think he calls him just kingsley and he goes it's sir ben yeah actually
3: (laughs) i mean the way he just starts calling him kingsley was great like they're old school buddies
2: yeah and uh and of course he can tell that like chris is just amazed that all of this shit is free and uh is like trying to tell him hey you've got more tables you know, to like, what are you going to just leave? And he's like, he's so used to it that he's like, this guy, I got to give this guy something. And so he gives him some sunglasses that he's just been wearing. <laughs> uh, and I, I thought like that was, uh, I mean, that that was one of the more like cruel moments of, of the episode in terms of like Ben Kingsley, his cameo being cunty is one thing but just being like takes here here have some literally this guy's getting all this free shit and he gives him sunglasses i don't know maybe that's just my personal thing
3: so i mean like when you're famous uh like the line between a shitty gift and a good one gets blurred because sure like if your family member gave you like a like their eight by ten headshot you'd be like what the fuck is your problem why would i want a picture of you but Yeah, at a certain level of celebrity people are genuinely like oh my gosh he gave me a picture of himself isn't that great yeah
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and speaking of the picture the the fucking picture that they get in the luxury lounge little carmine's face that he makes when like they get in the frame it's just (laughs) like oh my god it's so yeah the
3: perfect like uh step and repeat uh publicity photo face that's so good Like the way he just like drops everything to try and get in a picture with Ben mm-hmm. Kingsley because he knows that somehow like raises his clout because uh totally you know he's gonna put that as his Twitter background now and
2: because in, in yeah in Hollywood that's all you have man it's like yeah. he knows exactly like this is all I have yeah. is is fucking the what celebrity I'm next look to, at so. me with
3: this picture with Troy Duffy we're good friends like that, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: He's just dumb enough that he might be a success. That's the great thing. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing I love about uh, Lil' Carmine.
3: So one thing I was curious about, like, uh, when Ben Kingsley sees Lauren Bacall, he calls her Betty. Which yeah. I guess, no, I, I'm just looking this yeah. up now. Apparently that's her birth name. Oh. Mm. Okay. okay. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah.
2: Betty Bacall is a much better name.
3: Well, her name's Betty Joan Persky. Yeah. Mm. Too bad. bad. Way too chewy for this town. Get up!
5: Um, we don't have any Jews Lord. in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. not in my town. Um, yeah, uh, Lauren Bacall's fucking cameo in this episode so, is so fucking so cool. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so awesome that she did it. Yeah, I mean, she's just like she she's able to like in such like a, a short period of time. Leave such a lasting impression on me because, like, her getting her gift basket stolen is one of the like one of my most fond memories of The Sopranos. (laughs) And not just stolen, but they punched her in the
5: the face. Yeah,
3: (laughs) well, because she was being a twat. Like she like. She was holding, like, there's some mob guys that try to rob her, and she's like, you're not taking my gift bag. Yeah, get the fuck away from me, she
2: says. Oh, she's so funny in this. Um,
3: She's also the uh, spokesperson for Fancy Feast Coffee back then, which I forgot about, but I totally remember. Fancy Feast Coffee? Sorry, Fancy Feast Cat Food. Oh, okay, I was about to say, <laughs> I it was she was the celebrity spokesperson for High Point Coffee and Fancy Feast Cat Food, and for some reason, uh, that I makes more combined sense. Combined them when I was, uh, yeah, was- yeah back, <laughs> very,
4: very, very, back in 2006 when we started giving cats coffee, <laughs>
2: <laughs> things got out of hand. Yeah. Oh man, that Starbucks craze really went crazy. That's what um, caused the
3: <laughs> financial meltdown,
2: yeah. Um, I also like there's these little bits of like, I don't know, uh there's the tone that ben kingsley uses throughout every scene of his that is just so it's it's so perfect it's he's so hollywood that uh it just resonates with me the moment when chris calls him up on the phone to ask him if he can get him into the luxury lounge and he tells him oh well that's sort of my publicist thing Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't see how my publicist can help you you know like <laughs> yeah like he absolutely I, could help him he absolutely that, that's, could
4: that's like actor speak for it, it is what it is yes, that's yeah like, yeah i don't know how that can help you yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, all these things that don't mean anything he has mm-hmm. a
3: series of like slimy dodges where like this yes. is this i'm i i clearly the, the same way that eskimos have 27 words for snow like i'm ben kingsley and i have Twenty-seven ways to blow you off without uh yeah. without saying <laughs> oh, so yes. directly.
4: Uh, he he his first, he had one that was just like, Hey guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey guys, looks like I ate up all our time here. <laughs> like, that was, that tone.
3: All the while, like Chris is doing this thing where he's clearly like trying to strong arm Ben Kingsley and he's kinda like, he's being very, like, you know, mafia guy. Like, he's treating Ben... He's trying K- to intimidate him, yeah. Yeah, he's treating Ben Kingsley like he's a degenerate gambler that they have to sort of talk down to and sort of strong-arm mm-hmm. into doing stuff. Um, and then, and then like, a scene later when Ben Kingsley passes on the movie, he acts like he's hurt or surprised that after, like, strong-arming yes. this guy that he would have the audacity to also turn down the movie. Like, of course yeah. he's not going to do the movie with you now, you psycho.
2: Yeah, but it's it's interesting because there's this moment where um, Chrissy and Murmur are on the elevator with Ben Kingsley, and he's kind of, like, threatening him a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and basically being like, it's unfair. You know, all the richest people in the world who don't need it get all this free shit. And Ben Kingsley kind of mentions, like, you think this is bad. You should see award shows, which... I'm not saying Ben Kingsley fucking set the wolves on Lauren Bacall, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's part of me that's like, I, I don't know. It feels very Sopranos where it's like someone uh, says something trying to get you to like focus your attack on, uh, on a bigger piece of, you know, the, the pie, you know? Yes. So there's part of me that believes he's trying to get Lauren Bacall fucked up. Um, but uh, yeah, so then they, uh, They go and they rob Lauren Bacall, and I uh, have a clip of that. Oh, well, I can take it from here.
6: You sure? Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Get the
7: fuck away from me! What are you doing?
5: Somebody help us! Don't die!
0: It's Bacall, don't move. Yes, an ambulance by
9: Robinson's May. Jesus, fucking up!
2: Oh, just, just a wonderful fucking cameo. Maybe the best cameo in television history.
3: Well, I, I would say Wilmer Valderrama has a very good camera oh, cameo in right. this episode as well. Yeah, yeah. Just Him like just if you slowly. have to imagine one celebrity who's in the uh, luxury lounge taking pictures, it's definitely going to mm-hmm. be Fez from that '70s show.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wilmer Valderrama was weirdly famous, huh? Yeah. Well, there's Yo Mama too
5: yeah uh, MTV yeah, oh, snaps
3: or whatever it was called yeah
2: yeah but like even getting that job like
3: he was like dating Lindsay Lohan at that point wasn't he it was wasn't he he was like he was like the guy he was Pete Davidson before uh, yeah, Pete he was Davidson. Pete, yeah, yeah he was yeah, the first yeah.
2: Pete Davidson where everyone in the world was just like him <laughs>
3: okay <laughs>
2: I, I mean sure I mean maybe he's yeah he's like proto Pete Davidson with a good dick energy and uh You know, and the great talent. We can all say both of those
3: people. He's still he's like working regularly now. Like he's on some one of those shows that like your parents might watch that you've never seen and he's been on it for like a decade and is probably making like a hundred grand an episode or something. Downton Abbey? (laughs) No. He he (laughs) is he's currently on uh let's see.
4: Please <laughs> just the idea of Fez as Fez <laughs> on so
3: funny. He's been on NCIS since twenty sixteen, so he's been doing oh, that wow, show for f- five years. Uh and good he's for him. Also man. on NCIS New Orleans.
2: Uh was yeah. he dating Mila Kunis as well? I know in the show Sure. I feel like <laughs> I he know. was. Or maybe that's Ashton Kutcher who was also on the show. That makes more mm, sense. Yeah, yeah, they dated for sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, they still together. I don't know. I think they're married. Yeah, I think they're still yeah, together. Yeah. He dated um, Lindsay
3: Lohan, Demi Lovato, Mandy Moore, Ashley Simpson. What the fuck? Damn, man,
2: Fez getting it in. <laughs> Good for yeah. him, man. Enjoying uh, that freedom. Uh, that's right. Fez stands for fucks everything. Zaddy, I'm. I'm. I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um yeah so she is robbed um and then of course you know chris shows up back in new jersey and gives tony a cut of the swag bag that he got um oh (laughs) there's also that great moment i'm sorry in the plane (laughs) where it turns out ben kingsley is Mm -hmm. also on the same returning flight (laughs) and he's just staring at ben kingsley uh Through the through the seats, yeah, through the seats, and and this happened.
4: Fuck, <laughs>
2: <laughs> a two syllable fuck
4: is always gay.
2: yeah, two syllable fuck. <laughs> um, so Chrissy is like giving Tony like a cut, and Tony is shitting on all of the things. Uh, first he gives him like, oh, this is like tickets to um, to uh Australia to be at this golf resort, and he's like, it looks like Sarasota, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you
3: know, dissing basically- an entire country
2: yeah yeah exactly being like hey you don't need to leave jersey or you know you don't need to leave florida at least uh, and then like uh gives him uh a watch that he looks at like it's trash and then um you know gives him a <laughs> a bag and he said that's for what did he say that was for a uh, for a pocket dog yeah um and yeah it's at that point that Tony tells him he wishes he had stayed and you know he could have prevented the hijinks between Benny and Artie and in that moment Chrissy says not many guys have had to make the sacrifice that I've made and Tony says how many times are you going to play the Adriana card which might be (laughs) the most cold-blooded moment I think uh between them that I've seen in a while because uh yeah that's fucked up dude mm. not cool tony not fucking cool and then we end with the italians back on the plane talking about you know the cheap watch that they got you know and the weak american dollar and uh i'm not really sure what we're supposed to take away from that other than like america is a dying empire yeah I think but that's it seems the main like thing. a
5: thing
2: <laughs> seems like a big theme for this episode yeah
3: you know what i mean kind of unavoidable in 2006 yeah Yeah,
2: i guess so uh and also did you notice david chase is sitting uh across the aisle from the uh the two italian guys Mm. oh no i didn't nice pull yeah he gave himself a little cameo yeah i mean that's got to be a great honor if you're the guy if you're matt wiener you wrote luxury lounge and david chase is like this is the one i want to be in the one where Fucking we meet Ben Kingsley and Lauren <laughs> McCall gets punched in the face. Uh and that's the episode. Um, so yeah, uh f- do we have a favorite, a least favorite, or a scene we didn't mention? Vince? Uh, or or Alan? Well,
4: there was all the uh the stuff where where Artie kills the rabbit and then makes mm. his old like dad's rabbit recipe. Yeah, that's that like was how cute. that's how they I think that's how it actually ends. Yeah. So yeah, it kind yeah. of ends on like a nice, like warm
3: yeah Note, uh, he which got is his kind
4: of interesting that they gave that to Artie.
3: yeah he got his cooking groove back i i actually really liked that scene just as like a food scene like it was a really nice just straightforwardly nice scene um yeah and p- particularly i liked the rabbit scene just as a as a dude who like gardens now like as soon as i saw the rabbit in there like eating his uh got, arugula, his arugula i was arugula like seeds. oh i would shoot the fucking rabbit and he definitely, yeah. and then he shoots the rabbit and i was like yeah hell yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he kills the wabbit um yeah I think- oh yeah he is he does have Elmer Fudd energy for sure
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah I uh I don't I don't think I have like a least favorite like this is one of those episodes that just moves quickly through every story and every scene I'm like you know it was hard not to pull clips from every scene of this episode it was just so it's perfect to me this is one of them perfect episodes um if I had an alternate title I would have called it star comma struck. Mm. So, Hey, nice. uh, There we go. Um, and if I had to give this episode a grade and you know, I, I do have to, um, because I've set that standard. Uh, I would, let me see. Yeah. I would give it a B plus Vince. What would you give this episode? Yep. B plus. Okay. All right. Alan, what would you give this episode if you had to give it a letter grade? I admit I must have been cheating off you guys because I'm giving it a B plus B plus B pluses all around for luxury lounge and an A plus for this episode of pod yourself a gun Alan Strickland Williams. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks all for having me. It's so fun. Yeah. Where can people find you like on the internet or, you know, wherever you can find me at totally Alan everywhere. Totally Allen. Be, I'll be there. I'll
4: be there waiting.
2: At Totally <laughs> Allen. You can see him. Yeah, he'll just be sticking around right in front of his I'm... phone waiting for you to follow, subscribe, check him out on Instagram, check him, check him out on Twitter, patreon.com slash frotcast. The $8 tier or above gets you a shout out. Now, Vince, we have a few shout outs this week. Whew. First and, First and foremost.
3: All right. Uh, I got my nickname and shoes on.
2: Alright good Get your nickname and shoes First we gotta start with um, Our first hundred dollar patron Kenley Bidwell Who's got the He's the one who's got like Perfect uh, balls And mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. Uh, And his uh, fucking And he fucks good So <laughs> tell me about What's a good name for uh, Kenley
3: Yeah yeah we call him Kenny Two Balls
2: Oh cause he got both of
5: them mm-hmm. <laughs> All
2: Alright Kenny Two Balls Two beautiful balls Next we have the beautiful, the amazing, the hilarious, the smart, the funny, the gorgeous, the sexy, the genius, Erica Nord, hundred dollar patron.
3: Nord. What, what, yeah, she's like Nordic. We're gonna call her uh we're gonna call her the, the Yeti. <laughs> yeah the mythical beast from snow. Uh, the, the mythical snow.
2: beast, Yeti, Erica, the Yeti Nord. Uh next we have David Adams.
3: Yeah, we call this guy two times because he's got two
2: first names. Love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Next, we got Englethorpe
3: McGillicuddy. Oh, yeah, we call him Cuddy Sark. Cuddy Sark? That's right. Like the whiskey. Okay, Cuddy Sark. He likes likes the scotch with a picture of a ship on it, you know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, who doesn't these days? Uh, Next, we have Adam Lay. I
3: think it's Lee. No? Or Lee? It could be Lee. I'm going to call him uh, Trevino because, you know, Lee Trevino. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Lee Trevino. All right, we'll call him Trevino. Two more. We have Nick Brianna. Ooh, Nick Brianna. That's kind of like... We call him the Australian, because we uh, am always getting him confused with Eric Bana.
2: All right. <laughs> and finally, Tyler Kirby.
3: Uh, yeah, This uh, we call this guy Smash Bros, because, you know... Of course. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, he's always... Playing. He's always, he's always, yeah, he's playing, up Bro, in the Kirby. Air and kicking I got, people it. Off yeah, with, you yeah, yeah, know, yeah, like Kirby he's does. always
2: sucking me off. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. patreon.com slash fraudcast, please subscribe now. Eight dollar tier obviously uh, gets you a shout out, but five dollar tier is fine too. You can listen to all of our bonus episodes where we talk about everything. Frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what's the Google voice number?
3: 415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thanks again so much
2: for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And until next time, don't stop believing. I
8: am crazy. Cherry Lounge, is this all free? Cos you don't need it, I want to meet Ben Kingsley. He seems like a nice fella. Yeah, she the top a guitar solo. I like playing it. David Beckham Fishing Chips! So Ben he always takes what he wants steals some Amex screws the hostess he kicks up to Tony, he Another guitar solo. How many guitar solos have we need this Too many. These guys are real pumps. Is HBO or is that?
6: there just wanted to wish you and your family good tidings for this holiday season with some of my friends new and old pod yourself a merry little christmas may your pods be light Lum now on your bum bums will be clean and tight. Yeah. Frought yourself a merry little Christmas if you're straight or gay. From now on, your trough will have slop, you piggy.
3: Not know that melody, but yeah, okay. Through the years we all will fought
6: together if the fates allow. Patreon.com slash broadcast. Subscribe now. A merry little broadcast now. Percy, money, flap, 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 flap. Yeah. Pod yourself a little bit of broadcast now. Just do it. Subscribe. Be a friend. <sighs> fuck
3: Merry Christmas and
6: Happy Hanukkah is this song still going <laughs> oh up a half step oh shit yeah. through the years we all will brought together and now I'm going to wrap what <laughs> oh. My name is L.A. Man, fla And have yourself a merry little broadcast now. Now, bitch, sucking on my dick, eating in my shit, fucking on my clit. Uh
5: ho, ho, ho,
6: ho! Merry
5: Christmas! Flap, 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 flap.
9: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.